You are listening to You Were Made For This, the podcast to help transform your relationships into the best they can be. Welcome to You Were Made For This. If you find yourself wanting more from your relationships, you've come to the right place. Here you'll discover practical principles you can use to experience the life-giving relationships you were made for. And now here's your host, John Sertalic. Hey, thank you, Carol, and hello, everyone, and welcome to episode 101. In last week's episode, which we called Start Conversations with Remembering, I shared the start of a conversation I had with our executive producer, and Janet's and my friend, our longtime friend, Carol Stewart. Her voice is the one you hear each week introducing that day's program and the one you heard today. The point of last week's episode as well as today's, is to show how to have a meaningful conversation with a longtime friend while both of you are still around on this earth to answer questions you've always wondered about. I mentioned this last week in the context of funerals I attended in the last year or so and the questions I had of the deceased that I never got to ask. Ask them now of your friends before it's too late. We ran out of time last week in our conversation, so we will finish it today by picking up where we left off last week with the one important question I wanted to ask Carol, which she answers in today's episode, starting now. Well, another question I have is, I wrote about this in in the book I wrote several years ago, Them, the richer life found in caring for others, and I, and I wrote about the time that you told me about Jesus, uh, the very first time I had ever heard about having a relationship with Jesus, and I talked about how um, you and I were together in the student union, and I was waiting. We were studying, and I was waiting for Janet, and uh, my pen ran out of ink, and I asked uh, if you had a pen, and you handed me your purse and said, yeah, help yourself. And uh, <laughs> I was uh, going through, I was going through your purse with your permission and found the pen. And, and I, and I knew there wasn't any money, so I didn't have to <laughs> worry. <laughs> okay. <laughs> and then, uh, you know, I pulled out this uh, little mustard colored book and said, uh, have you heard of the four spiritual laws? And I hadn't, and you went through that with me and, uh, it was clearly laid out how God wants us to have a personal relationship with him through his son, Jesus. And so I, wonder, I remember asking you, well, you told me about Jesus. Who told you? And I seem to recall mm-hmm. you. it was your voice. Was it your voice teacher, Reverend Mooney's wife? Was that correct? Right. Um, right. Reverend Mooney um, pastored a church on the south side of Sheboygan, and I was taking voice lessons from his wife who had a beautiful soprano voice, and I want, because I was going to try out for university choir, I was, that's before I attended the UW-Eau Claire, and so I was getting these voice lessons from her, and he would, he would stick his head in every now and then, and say, Mm. hey, how's it going, you know, that kind of thing. Well, Mm. he ran a youth ministry, and um, he invited me to youth ministry, Hmm. and uh, my mom and dad, even though they were a little suspect of that kind of thing, because we had a youth group at our church and I was involved in that, mm-hmm. I they said, okay, um, and it met, I think, on Sunday night. So 
I went a few times, but he, we got talking every now and then as I'm known to do. (laughs) (laughs) And so after voice lessons, um, I would sit and talk with him. And there was one day when he, he was telling me the gospel and I knew I'd heard it him say it before many times, but that was that day. I remember what he said clearly. Uh He said, well, you know, if Jesus were here, he'd be wearing a kind of pink tie and he'd have kind of dusty gray hair, wearing thin rimmed glasses. And he was describing himself. Oh, really? I had, I just had this numbness come over my body thinking, am I in the presence of the Lord? I thought it was possible. And he wasn't really saying that except that he was saying when you come to know Christ your sins are forgiven and the Lord as you invite him into your heart he indwells you his mm. spirit indwells you mm-hmm. and so that's what he I think he was saying but to me I was putting a picture of Jesus with a pinkish tie a human being sitting in front of me which <laughs> kind of frightened me <laughs> But at the same time, it got my attention, and I'm sure he told that same gospel story and invitation to accept Christ and, you know, just give my whole life to him Yeah, many times before. Uh-huh. And yet that was the day I really heard it. Yeah. And that's the day I said to him, that's what I want. Huh. Wow. Wow, that's a great story. And and then he he came to... He came to Eau Claire. He drove all the way from Sheboygan to Eau Claire. How far is that? That's what, four-hour about drive? 250, about 250 miles. Uh-huh. And he came to speak to a group of college students that had nothing to do with his church. Absolutely nothing. Right, right. He was invited. Um, I had told Campus Crusade for Christ at that time it was called on campus, and I had started attending it. Mm-hmm. And those meetings, because I was a new believer, he had pops. I called him pops. Pops right. had um, told the area director of Campus Crusade that I was a new believer and going to UWEC. I was going to be a freshman. And when they had their their first week callouts, um, to be sure to contact me and invite me. Mm. And so I didn't know any of this going on in the in the background. Mm. But then I was contacted by several um, leaders from that group on that first week, freshman year. And I went to the, I started going on Thursday night to Campus Crusade for Christ. Mm -hmm. But then I told the leadership about Pops and how he really um, had such a wonderful ministry to the youth in the Sheboygan area. And that I recommend he they contact him if they're interested for him to come up and speak. Yeah. So that's how that happened. Yeah. Yeah. And that was the same. He spoke the same night that uh, later, th- several hours after you explained the four spiritual laws that I rummaged out of your purse. And uh, really, yeah. I didn't realize that it was, it was the same day. Yeah. Yeah. And in fact, uh, after you were done going over that booklet, you said, uh, I, I, you know, you asked me, what do you think? I said, well, that's really interesting. And you said, well, if you want to, if you want to know more, uh, my pastor friend from Sheboygan is speaking at a meeting tonight. Would you and Janet want to come? And I said, yeah, I would. Well, let me talk to Janet. So then, um, 
Janet got out of class. I met her, and we went walking back to the dorms, and I was uh, telling her what you had told me, the four spiritual laws. I think I remembered three of, three of them. And, uh, and she said, well, that's the greatest news I've ever heard. And so we went uh, that evening to the, the Thursday night campus crusade meeting, and I remember him, Reverend Mooney Pops, just, mm-hmm. just talking about how, how God answered prayers in his life. He told about needs that he had and how he just prayed that Jesus would take care of him and, and just one thing after another. And then, uh, you know, he asked if anyone would like to have a similar relationship, you know, to raise your hand and, you know, ask Jesus to uh, become your Lord and Savior. And so Janet and I both agreed instantaneously together to do that. And, and then I remembered, I don't know if it was that same night, but he would entertain students in the student union. I remember people gathering around him and people just firing questions at him, theological questions, questions about the Bible, about religion, about life. And he was just so good at answering, answering those questions. Uh, the other thing I remembered about that night was, and I wrote about this in the book too, that it was on uh, April 4th, 1968. When we were done with the, uh, the meeting, we went out into the student union and the TVs were on, which they normally weren't. And this is long before cable, but all the, the major networks were tuned to uh, breaking news coverage of the assassination of uh, Martin Luther King Jr. in, in Memphis. Oh, wow. Yeah, and I, uh, that's why it's so easy to remember the day you told me about Jesus, because it was the same day that uh, Martin Luther King was assassinated. He lost his earthly life uh, the same day that Janet and I received our eternal life by committing our life to, to Jesus. That's a wonderful memory to put mm-hmm. together because yeah. he was a, a godly man mm-hmm. wanting the peace of, that you found yes. for the world. Yeah. He wanted that. Exactly, exactly, yeah. So anyway, that, uh, that was probably a defining moment in my life, the day that, uh, that you told me, uh, told me about Jesus and I told Janet about Jesus and Reverend Mooney told us all about it. And uh, I can't imagine what life would have been like uh, otherwise. And, and uh, just, just to think that it, it kind of got started with your mom and my mom knowing each other <laughs> long before we were born. Isn't that correct? That's just incredible. It, it's a um, it's a a moment that only could be a God thing, yes. as I put it. Yeah. It's only it's something to cherish, really, because mm-hmm. that is that is how close God is to each one of us. Mm-hmm. He's yeah. I've learned as I've grown in in the Lord that He's only a whisper away, mm-hmm. and that's pretty close. Yeah, <laughs> and yeah. He's. He's already put it together, but yeah. we have to look for it and listen mm-hmm. and watch for it, and it's it is incredible. Yeah, yeah. Well, we could we could go on for hours and hours, but if if uh, listeners wanted to know more about the work that you do now at the radio station, your 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 day job, so to speak, mm-hmm. uh, where could they find out more about you and the work that you and Terry do? The website is probably. Um, the most informative, mm-hmm. and you'd go to www.ib as in boy dot mm-hmm. com. Mm-hmm. You'll find us on the web. You can listen live. It says listen live, and you mm-hmm. just click it. There we are. Uh, you can find it 
on your mobile phone or you can on your PC, your laptop, your tablet, and we are there. And we are happy to have your calls, mm-hmm. always happy to talk to anyone who wants to know a little bit more about how we started and what's happening. We've been blessed by God for 48 going on 49 years of mm-hmm. ministry, and we look forward to the next 48 years. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Great, great. Well, we should have we should do this again sometime. Love to hear your story about you and Janet when you roomed together. Before. <laughs> Which story? <laughs> oh, the one yeah, where no. I bar- borrowed her green jumper all the time. <laughs> <laughs> oh, the one with the apartment that you lived in that cost uh, what forty eight dollars a month that was split between right. you, Janet, four and uh, yeah, four of you. That's right. Yeah, yeah. we only twelve bucks a week. How could your our parents <laughs> say no? We were saving month. money. That's right. <laughs> a month. I, that's right. A month. <laughs> forty eight bucks a month. That's right. I forgot there were four of you at that time. Well, right. Anyway. Oh, this has been so much fun. So thank you for uh, taking taking time out of out of the day to chat. And please give uh, Terry a big hug for me, okay? Yeah, and can I say one more thing to the listeners? In knowing John, John is, is the real deal. He is so heartfelt. He's so funny. He adds so much to life. And he really has a heart for missions and people. And mm-hmm. when you hear him say that he loves people, he does. Mm. And uh, it's been wonderful to see how you've grown in the Lord and how he's brought you through all different kinds of stages of life. You talked about the different jobs I had. We could go through all of your uh, string of <laughs> jobs and how God's used you in each one. And yeah. so I'm, I'm so glad you're my friend. Mm. Mm. Well, thank you, Carol. Love you a lot. That's for sure. So, Love you too. Okay. Well, thanks again and look forward to you stopping by. One Podcast Plaza soon. I know you like working out of your house. We've yeah, but it's a, it's nice to have an upgrade to be in one one podcast. That's I have right. to say that that plaza is a little bit better than my basement. Yeah, <laughs> yeah we are blessed, <laughs> that's for sure. So, well, anyway, uh, thanks again. Appreciate you taking the time, and we will talk soon. Okay. Bye Bye-bye. Bye. Bye. Well, here's what I took away from our conversation today with Carol. Our questions of each other, when asked with the right motive, can lead to something much larger than a simple exchange of information. They can lead to a deeper, life-giving relationship when we see how God has been the one connecting us with each other. The fact Carol's mother and my mother worked together years before either one of us was born is for me one of those connecting points from God. I also learned today how people are drawn to God only when God makes them ready. I was ready the first time I heard the gospel. Carol wasn't quite ready her first time, and she had to hear it several times. But she was ready the time Jesus, with his dusty gray hair, wearing a pinkish tie and thin rim glasses in the form of Reverend Ellis Mooney, told her about Jesus. I love hearing Carol talk about Reverend Mooney, Pops as she calls him. Theirs was a life-giving relationship based on their connection with Jesus. Pops was connected to Jesus, and he wanted this same connection for Carol. And then, because Carol became connected with Jesus, she wanted this same life-giving relationship for Janet and me. 
and so did Reverend Mooney. What he and Carol told me about Jesus became the defining moment in my life, and for Janet too. Finally, I was taken quite by surprise with Carol's Can I say one more thing? Comment at the end of the show that was so affirming of me personally. It was really awkward, and it caught me off guard, because our conversation was supposed to be about her, and not anything about me. I even thought of editing out her comments. But when I asked Janet about it and what she thought, she was very firm and said, No, you've got to leave that in. It's classic Carol. (laughs) And it is. It is classic Carol. She's one of the most encouraging and affirming people I know. You know, it is hard for many of us to accept compliments, but it's something we need to get over if we're to have a deep relationship with someone. When another person affirms us with positive qualities they see in us, we owe it to them to accept their comments with grace and a simple thank you. To downplay the praise of others is not humility. Rather, it's more about trying to ease our personal discomfort. But dismissing the compliments of people has the effect of marginalizing the other person and taking away their voice and their perception of reality and it diminishes our connection with each other. We need to treat our friends better by being gracious and accepting any compliments they send our way. It very well may be they have the gift of encouragement, and if we downplay their expressions of that gift, we're minimizing what God has done in their life, and that, that's just not right. So what does all that you've heard in today's episode mean for you? How can you use what you've heard today to improve the relationships in your life? Well, I've got a few ideas. First off, I wonder what it would look like for you to reflect on the life-giving relationships you have to see where God is connected in those relationships. If someone told you about Jesus for the first time, you might consider finding out who told that person about Christ. Stories like these show the evidence of God at work for our good. And then finally, if Jesus can indwell people like Reverend Mooney in the form of a dusty, gray-haired man in a pinkish tie with thin-rimmed glasses, how is the indwelling Christ manifesting himself in you. Now, if you forget everything else, here's the one thing that I really hope you remember from today's episode. The most life-giving relationships are those with a shared connection to Jesus, where our individual connections with Christ result in a deep mutual connection with each other. I'd love to hear any thoughts you have about today's episode. Just send them to me in an email to john at caringforothers.org. I may share them in a future episode unless you say otherwise. You can also share your thoughts in the leave a reply box at the bottom of the show notes. In closing, if you found the podcast helpful, please subscribe if you haven't already done so. You can also help us serve more people when you leave a review in wherever you get your podcasts. 
I hope your thinking was stimulated by today's show to both reflect and to act so that you will find the joy that God intends for you through your relationships. Because after all, you were made for this. Well, that's all for today. I look forward to connecting with you again next week. Goodbye for now.